0: Welcome back to the premiere Legend of Zelda Travelogue podcast. We are your tour guides. My name is Pete. And my name is Chris. Hey, Pete. Hello, hello, hello. It is weird,
1: but we're back in season finale territory. So soon.
0: <laughs> so soon. It feels like we were just here. I'm sorry to see the game go. I don't think you are. I think I'm, I'm going to miss it very much, Chris. <laughs> I don't think
1: that uh, the audience <laughs> can hear how... <laughs> We're
0: best friends, me and Four Swords Anniversary Edition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is the first game that was co-developed by Grezzo that we played. And I uh-huh. figured before we start the episode proper, we could take kind of a quick look at what's ahead in regard to Grezzo and Nintendo's relationship and kind of maybe even give our thoughts as to w- what we think we will think of maybe some of the future titles that we're going to cover
0: what we think um, we will think okay <laughs>
1: wait <laughs> all right So this first one that we covered, obviously, is Four Swords Anniversary Edition, came out in 2011. Yes. 2011, they actually also co-developed Ocarina of Time 3D.
0: Oh, okay. Did you
1: play that version of Ocarina
0: of Time? I haven't, although if I recall our previous conversations, that'll be the one I'm playing, right, for the
1: next season? I believe so, because I played that version in 2017, so I would like to go through the proper N64 version. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I've I've played proper N64 a few times. So that would be that would make sense.
1: I think the Ocarina of Time 3D port is fantastic. I think they did a great job on that. It's it's a very good way to play, obviously, a classic game.
0: For sure. I mean, I absolutely loved the 3D version of Majora's Mask, although like I understand vaguely that there are certain details that people didn't enjoy about that
1: game. Absolutely. Let's jump to 2015. And yeah, they released the 3D port of Majora's Mask. I also enjoyed this port of Majora's Mask. I think here's the thing. I think if you play Majora's Mask religiously and you're very familiar with every small detail Uh and you feel very strongly about Majora's Mask, I could see why you would have criticisms
0: with some of the tone and some of the Hmm. the changes that they've made. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I wish I could remember what the specific complaints were, but I mean, I'm a huge fan of Majora's Mask and I still thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, but I I agree. I think it's a, a very good port and like it's kind of a great jumping off point for people like if they missed the n64 majora's mask oh yeah i think it's a good starting point like it's on a accessible handheld mm. i think it plays very well it's I it's
0: still better than trying to play it on nintendo online yeah <laughs> wink wink wink
1: well actually well <laughs> fair enough I I also think some of the updates they made like they they made some updates to the bomber's notebook also didn't they that actually made some of the quest stuff a little bit simpler
0: it tracked things a little better i think yeah
1: i think some of those quality of life things were were good choices mm-hmm. again i'm not knocking down anyone's criticisms of it but but yeah that was a, that was a solid remake in my eyes After that, in 2015, they also put out Triforce Heroes. Oh, that was
0: them too. Okay.
1: That was them too. Yeah. I'm actually playing through Triforce Heroes now on the side, kind of casually, just to understand what it's about. And it's weird. They did the Clone Link thing again, but without the Force Sword.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. So let me know if I remember this, because I haven't played this game. So let me know if I'm getting this right. In... Triforce heroes. There's no, like Link is not here. There's no Link. It's just three guys who kind of look like Link.
1: Uh, so it's like this weird thing of like, there is a hero, but the Triforce heroes are a thing. So it's not like there's one hero throughout the generation. I think like there is, it's known that there can be three heroes in this particular era. Uh Uh-huh. And if you're playing it single player, There are these things called doppels, which are kind of terrifying.
0: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, like it just kind of looks like Link, but with like a weird stone
0: face. Oh, it's a Shy Guy mask.
1: It's a Shy Guy mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I like the doppel system more than the four swords system necessarily. <laughs> like, I think there are good things and bad things kind of about both ways of going about it. But I'm glad to see that is still kind of taking shots at the multiplayer Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they do it again, kind of like we discussed in the travel brochure. Like, I, I think there's potential here.
0: Uh, hmm. I mean, I-, I would have to play this to have a proper opinion, I think. But, like, That's kind of concerningly far down the line, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it, you know, when we both have grandchildren. Oh, jeez, Louise. Finally, 2019, Grezzo worked on Link's Awakening remake.
0: Oh, okay. I, I for a split second i completely forgot that, that game even came out
1: <laughs> i actually played the lynx awakening remake probably a month a month and a half ago mm-hmm. and it's fantastic i don't know if this is a hot take but i think you could just play the remake like if you haven't played Link's awakening at all i don't think you need to go back to the original and then play the remake sure i think the remake captures all of the good about the uh, original lynx awakening and and adds a bunch of quality of life stuff, right? Um, that that makes it really a fantastic version of this game. Link's Awakening is not super high up on my list of 2D Zelda's. I feel like I have some criticisms with like some of the. Some of the dungeon stuff, and I feel like the game lasts a little bit longer than it needs to, and those criticisms still apply with the remake.
0: Plus, the logic behind a lot of stuff there is kind of obtuse.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I, mean, I think that's old Zelda kind of uh-huh. on and off anyway. But I don't know. I think this is a very strong version of Link's Awakening. Uh, I love the music. I I personally uh-huh. love the look of it.
0: So hang on a second. So Grezzo, I, is Triforce Heroes the only one that they've done that was not a remake? For Zelda games,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was their that was their one shot.
0: So this is all right, Grezzo. Balls in your court. I'm waiting for a remix of the Oracle games. <laughs> I could see them doing it. I could
1: totally see Nintendo putting them on that. The last game that they put out was Metopia in 2021. So it's been a while. I'm sure they're working on something, right?
0: Must be. I, I can only assume.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Grezzo, for all of those ports, all of those interesting games, and for this.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Grezzo, for this game. <laughs>
1: So, let's get into it. Final episode of the season. What are we talking about today?
0: Today, at long last, we are going to be stepping into Vati's Palace. We're finally here, Vati's palace. A.K.A. the Palace of Winds. And I'm not saying that just because that's the name in Minish Cap. That is the original Japanese name in Four Swords. Oh, cool. Yep. Well, I'm
1: excited to talk about it because uh, I was kind of blown away by how much this felt like the Palace of Winds from the Minish Cap. Oh, sure. Like, you could see what Capcom looked at when they were developing that last dungeon in the Minish Cap. I mean, a lot of the blueprint is here.
0: It's like, this is the same place, but it has fallen apart even more over time. Absolutely. And
1: after we talk about the boss fight with vati we will also be going over the hero's trial and the realm of memories basically all of the end game slash Mm -hmm. anniversary specific
0: content right we're going with the original game content and then into the extra content first things first when you first go to vati's palace you're shown to a large series of doors on a red carpet which if i'm recalling correctly you start up on a carpet in minish cap too right do you mean in the elemental sanctuary No, no in the Palace of Winds at the start. Like they put you off at like an entrance that has a carpet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So I can't assume that this is the same place because it looks like it's holding together a lot more than it does in Minish Cap. And this is later in the timeline. Sure, so sure, So sure, sure. this has to be a different part of the palace.
1: It's like so important to remember, like for us talking about this, because Minish Cap was developed after, mm-hmm. but also comes earlier in the timeline timeline so i feel like i'm gonna get that mixed up in my head
0: actually chris something just came to mind because these doors can only be open like well first off uh there are three doors here uh one for each set of keys that the great fairies will give you throughout the epics right Mm -hmm. through each door is a different path to go which eventually winds its way up to vati uh in a final boss encounter after which you are sent back in time i guess to repeat the whole process That's not the important thing here. The thing that I want to ask about is why do we need these keys here at this point? Why is there this keyhole pedestal at the entrance of the palace?
1: So do you think the intention is the great fairies blocked this off so that Vati possibly could not come steal any more maidens? Could be. Like, is this keeping Vati in the palace? And that's why the fairies are able to give you
0: keys? He was in the sword, though, if you recall. He was in the sword, though. I may have an explanation for this. Okay. Once we get towards the end of the palace, I may. But like, this this is... Mm, it is kind of odd. I will say, though, the entrance is pretty cool looking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And this sort of motif is something, this sort of visual motif is something we're going to see in the Hero's Trial and in the Realm of Memories as well. This sort of, it almost looks Temple of Time adjacent. Like, it could be mm. one of the rooms
0: in there, maybe. It It kind of, to me, looks like it was built on top of the entrance of the Palace of Winds. Uh, except like it's got more like gold filigree and like almost like a stained glass quality, although there's no actual stained glass, like it's open to the elements and whatnot. Yeah. Kind of makes me wonder if like this architecture and whatnot was designed by the great fairies because like they have their whole, you know, fairy fountain thing going on.
1: It certainly feels like, especially because there's this sort of sun coming down from the top of it that feels very reminiscent of the artwork at the start of the Minish Cap.
0: Mm -hmm. The
1: doors themselves look like maybe a separate, Thing. Uh, but those could have been placed there at a later point. But right. yeah, I, I agree. I'm very curious as to who created this. We're very, this.
0: we're very in the weeds now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be so much reused content throughout this episode, though, that I feel like we could get hung up on these things a little bit.
0: Here. <laughs> we 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 latch onto the smallest detail. <laughs> We're so hungry for content. (laughs) All right. So as Pete mentioned,
1: we talked about how there are multiple epics throughout this game. And Vati's palace is at the end of every one of those epics. So we will probably just kind of cover this as if it was the final epic, because I Mm. feel like the most content kind of comes out in that one.
0: Just kind of an overarching story. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But just know that you're going to be going through this multiple times, just like the Sea of Trees and Tower's mm-hmm. Caves and Death Mountain.
0: Well, here's here's the thing to, to know about the, the actual levels, by the way. For the first two epics in Vati's Palace, it actually is levels unique to Vati's Palace.
1: Sort of. So the first time it's definitely the Palace of Winds, right? Yes.
0: Because I remember being like, holy
1: cow, this is just like the Minish Cap,
0: more or less. More or less. When I did the gold key version,
1: it was like the Sea of Trees, I think.
0: Were wait, for the gold door, for
1: sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me in particular. Again, I have a feeling this stuff might be kind of randomized. Okay. But then I restarted and I got Death Mountain. And it was crazy because in that same epic, I got this version of a Death Mountain level. Uh So I beat this map when I was playing through Death Mountain. Got to Vati's Palace. Mm -hmm. And because it's RNG, I got the same map that I had just beat previously in the same epic.
0: I could have sworn that that only happens with the third door, but maybe I'm wrong i'm I might be mistaking second and third playthrough, oh no, you know what? I just checked. <laughs> You're completely right. Uh, You only get actual Vati's Palace stages for the Silver Door.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. If you're going to do a cool new unique thing, at least make it the first time a person plays through the game, because you don't know that everyone's going to actually play through the game three times.
0: I guess, but wouldn't you want to keep things more unique for the third level after you've been to the other, you know, three stages up to this point?
1: In an ideal world, you have unique levels for each of the epics, similar to the other three zones, but...
0: I don't know <laughs> why did they randomize everything I, I don't know i don't know
1: yeah like i said it's weird it's especially weird because you could see repeats of the previous areas uh-huh but yeah uh do you have any any special notes about your time in the palace of winds
0: you mean in the actual wind levels or in like the randomized stuff like in the palace of wind dungeon levels mm, nothing's really coming to mind uh, there was one bit that i got stuck on real bad during the silver door so remember in palace of winds and minish cap there were some segments where you would get on a moving platform and you would have to use the rocks cave to jump over obstacles while it moves yes that it's that but it's like a long path that goes around the outside perimeter of the entire level before returning to the original point
1: right yes they they do that here
0: I fell so much I almost got a game over Chris
1: yeah yeah that moving (laughs) platform stuff is a pain in the the butt in this game still uh it is cool to see the clouds below you in this game i mean oh, it was yeah. cool in the minish cap it's still like because there's so many static environments in this game uh, you don't see it very
0: often <laughs> it makes it feel like something i mean it's also like the only kind of i'm gonna say a fantastical kind of setting in the game yeah everything else is like it's the woods it's a cave it is you know the standard video game volcano
1: and on the map i mean you see the the palace of the winds floating in the air so it's a nice little attention to detail that when you get up there it feels kind of like you're floating in the air even on Mm. this very old
0: game it'll feel especially fun when you encounter a large 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 amount of collapsible floors oh yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I think is worth bringing up about the Palace of Winds in this game, it does once again have some cool little eye symbolism. I mean, it has Vati's eye throughout it.
0: That is the wind element symbol.
1: It has the wind element on the tile switches. It has Vati's eye on the walls and it has his eye above some of the door frames. True. So it seems like he's been renovating.
0: That's kind of his jam, right? He loves to renovate places with eyeballs.
1: So he took whoever he got for Dark Hyrule cast he brought up to the <laughs> wind palace with him uh, to to make some updates
0: probably showed up at this place saw all the scaffolding and whatnot and just like you know what someone should really finish this up is is vati just a house flipper <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I made the joke last season about I want to see, you know, the HGTV show where they where they make the house for Vati, basically the dark version of, you know, a normal house. Yeah, lots of purple and green. Lots of purple and green, lots of eyes on the walls.
0: Do we want to address the monsters at all? Because it's just kind of like the same monsters.
1: There are no new enemies here, so we're not going to spend any additional time talking about the enemies.
0: Yeah, I mean, why, right? Because like... <laughs> especially with the levels that you're revisiting from previous ones so like what are you yeah yeah you you hurt just go back and listen to the other ones it's fine (laughs) oh you know what i have to correct myself there is one enemy just one that is only in vati's palace oh in the vati's palace stages of vati's palace
1: (laughs) okay and who is that
0: it's Gini. Moving on.
1: (laughs) Actually, guineas have a unique design in this game. It was kind of cool to see guineas pop up.
0: They look kind of washed out. A little bit, yeah. I I think, I don't know. I think I kind of like when they're a little more defined. Sure, yeah. They're a little bit more cartoonish in
1: the Minish Cap.
0: They don't lick your head. I mean, I'm grateful for that much.
1: I mean, they grab you. It's kind of like maybe you just don't see what they're actually doing. You think they're just grabbing you and siphoning your life force out? they,
0: They hold you still, but you can still swing your sword. Ah, you're right. And that's it. Real, that's literally it.
1: <laughs> and that's it. So I guess let's, before we get into the boss himself, we should talk about the one sort of unique thing, which is when you're playing the Hero Key variant, the third epic of Vati's Palace.
0: Yeah, because things do get switched up. It's like 12 different stages including every boss in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two followed by a boss, and then another two followed by another boss. Yes,
1: yeah, so you're replaying all of the three prior bosses, mm-hmm. and you have two areas from previous levels, Sea of Trees, right. Talus Cave, yeah. Death Mountain.
0: Chris, none of the stages are unique (laughs) no it's all uh it's all it's a greatest hits i know you know what i'm not going to give it the greatest hits stamp because we've done that before with previous games and at least then you're like remixing stuff into a sense where it's like you're just you know revisiting themes and you know types of puzzles and challenges this is literally the stages you did the entire time
1: similarly the bosses do not have additional phases here it's just right. the hero's key variants of derazole of goal of uh goal, goal, goal. goal of going going of the big Man Handler. it's exactly the same i do want to make a crusher for myself here when I mentioned Darazel's hero key phase in the last episode, I mentioned that he just shrinks down and, uh, like, homes in on you. Something I didn't notice, because I'm playing single player, mm-hmm. uh, this phase of the boss fight, only one Link can see him. So if you're actually playing with four people, which neither Neitherpute right. and I did... Three of the people won't be able to see Darazol at all and one person will be able to Did see. Did we him.
0: not talk about that? okay? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. I wonder if because we can't control the person who's not in control, right? So like You can't what? That was a nonsense sentence and I'm gonna move <laughs> on from it. <laughs> Uh, so, like, if you can't see Darazol in this form, can you still hit it, or is that just, like, only for the one person who can see it?
1: I don't know. I think it's, it's probably supposed to be, like, the other bosses, where it's supposed to be a call-out thing. Like, when you call out to the specific bulbs in the go-and-fight. Oh, the bubbles. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, I don't know there's nothing, there's nothing new here. So there's nothing new to say. It kind of, you know, I don't want to be a downer. I don't want to be overly critical, but Uh I, one thing that kind of drives me crazy in video games in general is like when you have a boss rush at the very end of a video game, but there's no good story reason why you have a boss rush. It's just kind of here are the boss fights again. And this kind of feels like that.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't seem really justified. I, I feel like I might have been more on board with just a series of unique levels that are hard. And then you get to a boss at the end, right?
1: Which exists. I mean, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But sure. yeah, I, like Wind Waker does this, like Wind
0: Waker for some reason. which
1: oh, yeah. I love a lot of things about Wind Waker. I'm not trying to poo-poo Wind Waker.
0: But Wind Waker has, like, a sudden boss rush at the end. It's like a Mega Man-style boss rush. Yeah,
1: which, like, if they if they just put in a little bit of dialogue to justify why it was happening, maybe I missed something. I don't think I did. If they just put something in to justify it, maybe I'd be more on board. Well, but you literally just fight the bosses again out of nowhere with thing, no big
0: changes. The thing you're missing, Chris, is that that game was not finished.
1: Of course. Of course. <laughs> no, we, we know that in hindsight. It's just, I think because of that... Some of the things at the end of that game don't feel fantastic. And similarly, I think this kind of falls under the same umbrella of, or the, they right, just, I guess we'll do this again.
0: Where it's possibly they just didn't have any other ideas.
1: Or they didn't have enough development time to implement. It could be that implement.
0: too. I mean, he, well, that's the thing, right? Is because the original Four Swords was made as just like... An add-on to a re-release of Link to the Past.
1: Sure, yeah. So it probably didn't even matter. They probably—I I don't know what the development time for either the original game or the port is, but they probably had a year or so to to get it out. Mm-hmm. The, you know, all things considered, they put out a a competent enough game in in one year's time. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It could use some fine tuning in some areas. Yeah,
0: there's a definite lack of polish.
1: Um, All right. So with that out of the way, I think we're ready to take on the final boss of Four Swords. Really? Who is it? <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> the Gurdy Man. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, I would lose it. Like if, if he had a bigger role mm-hmm. that we just were not
0: aware of. He just hung out in the chambers of insight.
1: That is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we find ourselves on this, like, floating purple platform, kind of similar to the Minish Cap, and there's just this statue of Vati in the center. hmm Kind of weird. And suddenly, our uh, purple ball of evil kind of floats his way down, and we see this text... Uh, whoa ho, ho welcome to my palace. I never thought you would be so bold as to pursue the maiden Zelda until you stood before me. What's that? Is that not the accursed foresword? So it is the power of the blade that has brought you this far.
0: I... Uh... Is it though? I mean.
1: Yeah. He says, did, did you think a dull and rusty blade such as that could defeat me again? You know, not your own folly. Watch as the hunted becomes the hunter. And then that's when the boss fight starts. The hunted becomes the hunter thing. It feels like, again, another instance of like real life movie quotes or something. Blended, a little bleeding
0: bit. Bleeding into Zelda. I mean, Vanti's been a cliche the entire time we've known him. I mean, he's like, if if he was like still in his minish form, he might honestly bust out a we're not so different you and i you know (laughs) yes but really quick what is this statue
1: i don't know but vati merges with it in a wild
0: way well he he looks like his you know shadow body form and then he steps inside of this what like statue egg of himself that is like built into the floor
1: yeah it's almost like he's sort of a ghost or i guess he's just like In aura of evil. And then, yeah, like you said, he possesses this statue. And and that's... Much like the
0: Igor. Sort of... I just wanted to say that out loud and see if you picked it up and ran with it. (laughs) I meant I'm sorry, I didn't play in this space with you, Chris. It's okay. But but here's the thing. After he possesses the statue, he busts out of the stone and looks like his old self from the end of Minish Cap, more or less.
1: Sort of. He's got like these this gold outline around him. He's got
0: his gold filigree armor-ish thing that he likes to wear, right? Mm -hmm. So This is kind of what I was alluding to a minute ago with the doors. If Vati was sealed inside the four sword, why did the goddesses put locked doors on the palace here? Did Vati need this statue to reach his full power?
1: Right, so are you saying what they were
0: locking up was the statue? That is the only thing I can think of.
1: That's an interesting idea.
0: Like, is this Vati's real body, maybe? But but then, are you
1: allowing the essence of Vati in when you open the door with those keys?
0: (sighs) Hard to say because, like, a lot of the the Palace of Winds is exposed to the sky, right? Mm -hmm. So he might just be able to come in through the floor.
1: (laughs) Right, which, I mean, then, technically speaking,
0: he could embody this statue at any point and be unleashed. Depends. I mean, does the big gold form, does that also have the ability to just fly wherever it wants
1: the big gold form being the merged form of vati yeah 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 does it have the ability to get past the giant door is that what you're asking
0: yeah there's gotta be a point to the door right
1: (laughs) <laughs> I've got to imagine that the door is the fairies locking Vati up there. It doesn't make a lot of sense because again, it is just the palace of the winds, something that Vati has been going back and forth like previous to all of this.
0: What if it's like, oh man, there's gotta be something going on where it's like
1: Wait, what if what if this giant door that we're approaching is in the palace? Uh-huh. Right? Like it's not at the it's not in the ground. You're not teleporting upwards after the door. Uh-huh. You're teleporting upwards, and that's where this door is so vati could technically be locked in this palace if that makes
0: sense then where is he the whole time when he leaves the sword so he leaves the sword
1: he captures zelda he brings her up there and then the fairies lock zelda and him up there
0: oh oh they made okay so they crafted that door they constructed that door immediately after vati gets out right they locked
1: him in there unfortunately zelda also kind of got locked in there which isn't great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but then they immediately were like, "Okay, Link, listen, you gotta go get us some money, and then we're gonna send you in the in the palace." Wow,
0: these three are the worst. I, it's not; it doesn't look great for them. Like it, for the level of rupee hungry, these three are. It kind of like gives me vibes of. Well, I mean, I know you didn't play this game, but Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. Okay, how so? To where everything runs on rupees. If you want to fight stuff, you need rupees. If you want to continue forward in the game. you need to get more rupees yeah like everything you want to do you don't get like a whole big thing of tools like link gets you're just paying for everything
1: it's definitely a similar mentality i think uh that both games share if that's the case (laughs) um okay so let's talk about this boss fight phase one Vati starts chasing you around in his gold form. He's levitating in the air and he's summoning tornadoes.
0: His his wind mage form, I guess.
1: I guess this is wind magic, uh, which is basically just make a tornado and... Just kind of ride it around like a genie. If anything up to this point in the timeline has proven to incapacitate Link, it is tornadoes. Wind in general. And so he uses that logic to kind of capture Link and bring him upwards and do some damage uh, with his weird purple ball body (laughs) ha ha ha
0: Little does he know that Link has bombs, though. I mean, he has to. There's four pedestals for every single player to pick up bombs. That's true.
1: Yeah, this is another thing of like, of like, why are there Minish pads in Vati's
0: palace in the Minish Mm cap? Like, why do you have these here, Vati? He does also shoot lightning in this form, too, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, it's just balls of electricity that bounce off of surfaces and are kind of unpredictable. So good luck.
1: So what you want to do is you want to take the bombs that you get from the bomb power and just toss them into the tornado. Uh, The first one will blow up when it gets to the top. As the bombs blow up, Vati starts to get closer and closer Mm -hmm. to the ground.
0: You have to rely on the detonation aspect of the bombs. You
1: have to rely on the detonation. And if you're like me, you've never once read that you have the ability (laughs) to
0: detonate up to this point. Or it was never relevant in the game up to that point. It was never relevant.
1: Exactly. It was never required.
0: My entire Silver Key run had no bombs needed per level. Yeah. So I completely forgot about the entire tutorial per bombs. And then I get up to this and Vati just spits the bombs out of his tornado. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong?
1: <laughs> I had the same experience. It drove me crazy. Vati is able to just toss the bombs right back at you. Yeah. If, if you don't detonate them.
0: Right. But I mean, once you know the right way to do it, though, this portion of the fight goes by lickety split.
1: It's very easy. Yeah. So once he hits the ground, you want to take some sword swipes at him. And then after maybe doing that t- Twice he enters phase two.
0: real quick though uh like before the next phase of this fight uh when you beat the first form portals open up at the end and you know rupees rain down similar to when you beat a normal boss throughout the game but when you and blurtis go to stand on them uh instead they fade and go away and you know psych vati's still alive
1: a cruel trick
0: yeah thinking the game's almost over
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this game likes to pull the rug out from under you
0: like he does he does this no matter what epic you're in though
1: does he i feel like i didn't notice this on later on my latest epic
0: no he still punks you each time he's like (laughs) ah, you thought that i had you and i'm like no we've done this literally three times (laughs) yeah yeah you're like all right hurry it up
1: (laughs) (laughs) phase two is where we get transported to the final destination version of this platform again similar to minish cat
0: Closer to that one, yeah.
1: Vati grows his iconic arms, and at the end of his iconic arms are the manhandle bulbs. For some reason,
0: yeah, he does. He does seem to like kind of incorporate each of the bosses in some fashion.
1: Exactly. So we have a manhandle phase
0: where he's basically just doing that, and you well, want to hit. You can you can say phase, but he kind of cycles through them. Right.
1: Right. 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 So it's basically manhandle and go in i don't think he does anything similar to what darazole has in his set.
0: there was one thing that i questioned at first for this fight because like you know once i noticed that he was getting stuff from the bosses, I'm like okay what does he get from the slime guy he doesn't make little glowy balloons he doesn't like jump around and make icicles fall from the ceiling mm-hmm. he doesn't like turn invisible to everyone but one player right what he does do though is spit these uh well at first i thought they were just like these spike balls but what it turns out i'm pretty sure they were ice magic like from ice whiz robes
1: oh okay which makes sense because Darazol can knock icicles off of the ceiling
0: yeah so i guess that's the (laughs) that's the closest you're gonna get
1: okay interesting um, so this is I believe this is the final phase of Vati though is when he's repeating these versions of the old bosses is it not
0: yeah I mean he'll uh, he'll shoot fireballs from the manhandle hands uh, you know spin his arms around the stage like a pinwheel you have to avoid him that way mm-hmm. uh, he'll do lightning balls again which honestly I hated very much yeah
1: yeah and again if you're doing this on the hero key version like you've just done these bosses literally to get here
0: to do all of that in (laughs) one level is very repetitive
1: so here's the thing that i kind of like here and this is here. We're going to put our theory caps on for a second. Oh, I'm ready. At the end of the Minish cap season, Loremaster Kex wrote in with a very interesting theory about the nightmare at the end of Link's Awakening. Yes. It mentioned how Deathel, the final version of the nightmare, was reminiscent of Vati and Vati's yes. long, bulby arms.
0: Kind of a deteriorated version of that. Yeah.
1: I want to build on that theory a little bit here. Okay. Spoilers for Link's Awakening, I guess. I mean, we already spoiled it last season. We're going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nightmare shifts forms and it takes the form of different bosses throughout the series. Right. It takes the form of Agonim. Mm-hmm. It takes the form of, uh, Muldorm. I think it takes the form of Ganondorf. Uh,
0: I don't know about Ganondorf because he's never been in a 2D game.
1: Okay. Well, it takes the form of multiple 2D boss fights throughout the series. Right. I think what we're seeing here maybe strengthens that link and might show us that the Nightmare Is a more deteriorated version of Vati. Sure. What we can see here is Vati is learning the different forms of bosses throughout this game specifically. Okay. And using them against Link. Oh who knows? Errors down from now, Vati might have access to even more knowledge, you know, when he leaves this realm. Okay because we know the nightmare is in Cahalint Island, so who knows how it, you know, got to that realm. Is that
0: how you say that island name? Cahalant?
1: Kohlen? Ka- Kohlen? Kohlen? I, have,
0: I have no clue i don't
1: know ko uh, <laughs> island ko island whatever it is
0: okay so so the suggestion you're making is that vati as he deteriorates or as he grows maybe develops like a shape-shifty power copy ability exactly that only be- that becomes kind of like stronger when he's like a nightmare creature
1: it just it strengthens over time essentially right we've saw uh-huh. vati i don't believe with any of these powers in the Minish, cap suddenly this is kind of most or the second phase of the boss fight and then by the time we fight him in Link's awakening that's all it is and then in the final version we see something reminiscent of vati's og form kind of giving us the piece we need to say oh it was him right this was him all along
0: oh that's so interesting i like it oh that's so good i like that a lot i do wonder if like so so vati finally perishes in Link's awakening in one timeline then in another timeline he finally perishes in four swords adventures right i'm wondering what happens to vati in the wind waker timeline Ooh, we don't know that yet i don't know
1: i don't know yeah i mean if we're if we're doing some loop theory stuff then vati should have some form of existence in each timeline it's just a different role he
0: would play throughout them <laughs> it's, it's gonna turn out he's the the big evil trade and spirit tracks <laughs> maybe
1: he's that big <laughs> octo that we fight in the sea over and over again
0: i hope not i hate that thing but anyway anyway <laughs> so after you beat vati he expresses his you know amazement that he's beaten by children standard end of zelda game dialogue
1: also not the first time it's happened vati though of course they didn't know that at this point i mean but whatever I,
0: we can always say that like since his mind is constantly deteriorating that like his memory has already gone
1: sure Sure, that makes Cause, sense. Because
0: he also doesn't remember this mystery hero we talked about at the start of the season.
1: Right, and I mean, the Minish Cap wasn't out at that point, but the game itself acknowledges that a hero fought off Vati uh, within within this game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fact that Vati doesn't remember that he fought the hero previously. I
0: find it so funny that Vati lost to the four sword. He busts out of the four sword and at the end of this game says, that is that the four sword? You'll never stop me with that. The thing that stopped me before. And then he gets stopped with it and is amazed. Yep. Some. <laughs> <laughs> I... Some people never learn. <laughs> so after after he, you know, gets schlorped back into the four sword, uh, Zelda reappears, right? Now, yep. before we actually describe this, because we did actually, you know, gloss over it in the first episode. Does this portion return to the original, like, pink and purple stage that we fought Vati's first form in? Or is this, like, yes. in the final destination?
1: No, this all, the final cutscene with Zelda happens in the original arena.
0: Okay, the reason I ask, because I did just notice something about this area can you take a look at that map please and tell me what that uh floor tile pattern looks like to you
1: <laughs> okay 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 so this is amazing this is like a uh <laughs> one of those puzzles where like you look at a picture and you bring it very close to your face mm-hmm. and you see one thing and then you pull it back while your eyes are crossed and you see a second thing a little bit A little bit. So what Pete is referring to, when you enter the arena, the easy thing for you to see is this eye tile pattern on the ground, of which... Vati's statue is right in the center but the little parts uh, on the side of the eye like the whites of the eye, if you just take those two parts out mm-hmm. you you get what looks perfectly like the Georg pair and there are two of them as well <laughs> I mean, wow I didn't yep. see it but when you now that you pointed it out, I can't not see it You gotta be looking for it. Amazing. I wonder if that's where they got the Georg design from. That is so It could cool.
0: be like, you know, I was like, okay, so why is this here? or possibly someone didn't get... Because until you pointed out to me that this is an eye and the statue is at the center of the eye... I did not put that together. I mean, I assumed this was just like a random assortment of bricks and tiles.
1: Wow, wow, wow. That is cool. Okay, yes, our Georg pair are here with us, the Leviathan duo.
0: It's been about them the entire time. Very cool.
1: Anyway, do you want to talk? Is there anything else that we wanted to say about the general ending of the story for Four Swords? We kind of covered it.
0: I mean, you literally read the dialogue from this scene, so. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Zelda floats back down in a bubble. Presumably that's where Vati was keeping her. The bubble opens up. Zelda wakes up, uh, is surprised that there's more than one of you. And then you all just kind of like merge back together on the spot. Very convenient timing.
1: In the travel guide or in the first episode, I forget. I imply that it's possible there might be multiple endings for the different mm-hmm. epics.
0: How'd that work out for you?
1: There certainly is not. There 100% <laughs> is not. They are. It's always the same. It's Which is a shame. I think. It's a little bit of a shame. I mean, there are... Yeah, they could have added like a final... I don't know, like an image at the end of the game or maybe an extra line of dialogue or you,
0: something. You don't even get an extra phase of the Vati fight.
1: There is a thing that happens after the credits where Link and Zelda go to the shrine of the Four Sword uh-huh. and they just like see the sword in place uh, with the golden hilt uh-huh. with the fairies watching over it. So you see them place the sword back in the sanctuary. I, I'm not sure if that happens for every version or if that's happens for the Hero's Key epic? Mm,
0: I think I remember seeing that in the Silver Key too. Okay. The, the Great Fairies got their revenge for the Great Fairy of Wind and, uh, you know, everything is happy.
1: That's the end of the game. Is there uh, anything? Did you want to talk about the credits at all?
0: The credit sequence is pretty straightforward. I mean, it's nice that they gave you a interactive credit sequence. I think that's pretty cool. I love when a game does that. In single player, it kind of sucks eggs.
1: It's very overwhelming. So essentially you're on a tiny platform Uh And as the credits roll in the foreground, Link is just kind of hanging out on the platform while stray fairies fly left and right.
0: Right. And you collect them to get rupees and whatnot.
1: You can swipe your sword at them and they drop rupees. Why would this be happening? Like, what is this exchange?
0: (sighs) There comes a time eventually where I have to just accept that this is gamey-wamey and can't be explained in the kayfabe this is fully gamey-wamey
1: unless (laughs) unless this is like link realizing that the fairies trapped zelda up here with (laughs) vati link got wise and he was like this is okay this is too much and he got ticked off at the stray fairies and you know
0: the training of the great fairies never ends chris <laughs> you will never be a com- a, a complete enough hero they have to keep you on the ball they have to keep you sharp
1: yeah yeah maybe maybe that's all this is i don't know it's just a fun little thing for you to collect uh, some extra rupees it's
0: it's just here's the thing if you're in single player your computer player just hangs out sitting on the floor while you run around grabbing stuff during the credits it is so lonely it's
1: very weird
0: <laughs> it 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 does not belong in single player i don't think no
1: no all right uh i think that's gonna put a bow on four swords proper more or less I, is there it, anything else you want to talk about before no we...
0: i don't it just don't especially
1: want to go to the hero's trial hey let's rip the band-aid off because i think there's some cool stuff with the Roma memory so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you're well, right about that all right so hero's trial All right, the Hero's Trial is um, an additional mode that unlocks once you collect a total of 30,000 rupees.
0: I think there's a secondary thing, like a second option for how you can unlock this. I don't remember what it is. It might be like beat all three epics or something.
1: Maybe. If you beat all three epics before you collected 30,000 rupees... No, I don't think that would happen, right? Because Why not?
0: Because it's a thousand, a thousand, a thousand.
1: thousand, a thousand, a thousand, five thousand, five thousand, five thousand. I guess so?
0: If you're like just under, you could get just under the wire.
1: <laughs> okay, I guess that makes sense. Maybe, maybe those are the two conditions. Anyway, you get, you get all those and suddenly a sword unlocks on the map.
0: It's like a tower that looks like a sword, right?
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's like this, uh, I mean, I keep bringing it back to this game, but it looks like the Sword from Super Mario
0: RPG. A bit, especially when it's so small on the world map.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like this black hilted sword. I don't know what the general idea here is, but like you enter it and it's very similar to when we entered the door for Vati, where there's suddenly three doors, a silver door, a gold door, and then a third large door in the center. Uh huh. All three of the doors in the hero's trial have the scimitar on it. Did you notice this? No,
0: no, I didn't. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay, so you never actually get a scimitar in these games until Breath of the Wild, right? Skyward Sword? Are you kidding? A scimitar? The ancient automaton
1: collectors?
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: But yeah, generally (laughs) speaking, Link does not wield a scimitar. Hmm. I I don't really know what this iconography stands for here. I guess it's just like the hero's trial is the most difficult trial that you're going to get anywhere in this game. So maybe just make a fierce weapon.
0: I mean, it could just be because also the original Japanese name just means training field. Oh, okay. That could be it. That certainly could be it. I mean, the obvious assumption is that this is yet another challenge set up by the fairies, right? In
1: Oh, Okay. So oh, it's like—is
0: that not what you thought?
1: I I didn't put much thought into the hero's trial. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Okay, I mean that's fair, honestly.
1: So the idea is that even after Vati was back into the sword, they mm-hmm. would want to keep Link, you know, training and on top of his game.
0: Like I said, the training never ends.
1: But they're not collecting rupees anymore. <laughs> they're just fine with him. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they're not collecting rupees this time. They just want to have him be battle hardened because that's sure. kind of. There's no rupee uh, requirements
0: throughout the Hero Trials. Oh, yeah. No rupee requirement, although let's not get it twisted here, Chris. You're going to want to collect every rupee you see. Oh, yeah, because you're going to be getting some game overs. Yeah, not as a threshold to beat the level, just to stay alive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about what lies behind each of these doors. So we're going to see variants on the Sea of Trees, the Talus Caves...
0: And Death Mountain. They're all kind of um, frozen over. Yeah, yeah. At least that's the impression I got.
1: Yeah, I didn't really piece the I, I knew the Sea of Trees was frozen over, but I didn't piece that together for the other ones as much. Mm-hmm. It's not randomized anymore. The levels that you encounter in the Heroes Trial will always be the same levels. Right. On one hand, finally,
0: this is what I wanted for this game, like straightforward levels that you can research and look up and whatnot yeah. if you're having a difficult time. On mm-hmm. the other hand... <laughs> This is so hard. It's so hard.
1: This is very difficult. I love doing, like, you know, the hero mode version of a lot of these games. I didn't finish the hero's trial because the actual battle encounters that they throw your way throughout this are overwhelming for a single player.
0: Mm -hmm. I beat the silver door. I beat the gold door this morning. Mm -hmm. The hero's door is a hot nightmare. It is a dumpster fire of a level. This was not meant, I'm just going to say it, this was not meant for single player, even though it was introduced in the same game as single player. Yeah. 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 So like the difficulty
1: is ramped up here, but not in the same way as it is in the main campaign. Like, in the main campaign it kind of feels like oh some of these puzzles just feel weird as a single person playing it. Mhm. It's really just oh the battles themselves are just completely overwhelming. It's They're not ugh. it's like not janky
0: anymore. It's uh-huh. just
1: it's just like oh this is way too difficult of a battle. There
0: um, there I mean to to your point like there's portions throughout the hero's trial that are not battle that still seem strange to give to single player. Where like there was one I think in the Gold Door where you have to pull a statue across a thin ice bridge, but like you also have to maneuver it around corners on that bridge, which is yeah. which would be impossible as one person. So you have to switch back and forth between you and Blurtus in order to actually maneuver it like you're doing a like a, a three point turn driving.
1: So you're talking about the Talus Caves. I actually found that to be one of the more interesting revamps that they did that specific puzzle seemed terrible i just watched a youtube video of Mm. it i didn't even get that far
0: i didn't have time to watch a youtube video i played the first two levels and i died on the third one
1: (laughs) um yeah i really like so for those talus caves i really like like it's like blue ice and just a dark pit of nothingness it makes it almost seem more spooky.
0: Okay, so I got the impression that it was like black ice with an exterior like sheen of purple.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I I th- I saw it as like, oh, you just see through it to the dark nothingness underneath.
0: That also could be.
1: They also have some like cool setups in that area of like moblin archers and uh, mm, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> it yeah, it's like they have like little overlooks that you have to like knock them out of this. And they this, have these very interesting magnet puzzles.
0: The thing you're showing me right now, Chris, the, is a spot that you cannot. There's going to be positions where certain enemies just are and you can't fight them they're just there to be like turrets that you have to try and avoid not if you have projectiles nope the part that you are referencing in the talus cave portion in the gold door Mm -hmm. the early on uh bow moblins you cannot fight because you because at at the start of every stage they reset your tools they reset your seeds
1: oh interesting i didn't catch that
0: they take everything away from you at the start of each stage Mm -hmm. and so oh man i just can't get over uh, you know what? Okay, here's the th- here's like one positive. I can I'm gonna hand it to Grezzo here, right? That they definitely had a firm firm grasp on what aspects of the game were most difficult and annoying, and they took those things and they turbo loaded it into these three stages. For sure. Bow Moblins, Dark Nuts. Most of the time, it's gonna be Stall Children. If I never see a Stall Child again, I will be so happy. They also have a
1: lot of like very tiny gnat platforming Mm -hmm. in the talus cave specifically that is super difficult or it looked super difficult (sighs) uh let's talk about the sea of trees the first door the sea of snow yeah I kind of like this. This was like a nice I had a good feeling like walking through that first door Uh and seeing like oh cool we have variations on the previous levels. I'm into
0: this. No, The the interesting thing about the silver door with the sea of trees is that the stages here are focused primarily on certain tools. Like you're going to have stretches where you're just going to be using this one particular tool or another. Yeah. Once you get to the later doors it kind of mixes things up a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I think the first door I think specific the silver door leaves a good
0: impression like it's Mm -hmm. never too
1: overwhelming yeah like you said the puzzles are very focused around a few tools it's very clear about that and
0: there is a genuine challenge to the silver door for sure
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah this is like just basically a nice wintertime variant of hyrule fields or whatever you took sea of trees to be I guess
0: yeah no new music though
1: no new music that's a bit unfortunate (laughs) there is a fun little not easter egg but nod at the Oh yeah, the Silver Door.
0: In the Silver after at the very end portal of the first stage of the Silver Door, you get like one separate island if you go exploring further past uh, where the island is shaped like the number 25. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, you know, a little yeah, celebratory thing.
1: For the 25th anniversary,
0: right. Each door actually has something like that. Did you catch those? I only caught it in the Sea of Trees. Okay, uh, in the third stage of the Gold Door.
1: Which is Death Mountain, or is that Talus Caves? That
0: is Talus Cave. But right. uh, apart from that, uh, each door in the Hero's Trial has three stages, and the third stage is always a frozen over version of Vati's Palace uh
1: which frozen uh, over meaning the bricks are blue instead of
0: red yeah i mean i just like to think that it's like cold yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) no i'm into
0: it although the sky has shifted colors to where it's like I don't know if it's inverted or if it's supposed to look like sunset, but that's the impression I got. It's so good. It
1: visually it looks very cool. And again, they didn't reuse puzzles here, which mm-hmm. I commend them on.
0: Like the new puzzles, that's cool. It's like the puzzles are all unique. It's just and it's very pretty. Honestly, I dug the, that portion a lot. But the uh, the 25 reference pops up. You almost you blink and you miss it almost where you get one of those chimes where uh, it starts to rain rupees. Uh, but in one particular room towards the end of that stage, the rupees take the shape of a 25.
1: Oh, very cool. So it's one of those rooms where the rupees just pop out of the floor like crazy?
0: Oh, is that coming out of the floor? I always assumed it was coming from the ceiling.
1: Okay, coming from the ceiling. But it's one of those like rupee fever sort of Yeah, rooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool.
0: Uh, the one in the hero's door being Death Mountain, it's a little harder to catch unless you're looking at a larger, you know, zoomed out version of the map. Mm -hmm. I did catch it in the time when I was playing this morning. It's a massive room of lava passages that uh, have these steel grates overhead, you know, like the scaffolding kind of thing. And the scaffolding takes the shape of a big 25 that you run around on top of. That's fun. It's a nightmare room that is eventually populated by tons of stall children and ball and chain soldiers.
1: There are enemy encounters in the hero's trial that look like, I, I think I've made this comparison before, but it looks like if you were in The Sims and you had an item and you just pressed copy item them over and over <laughs> again in one room. Mm-hmm. Like, like the amount of uh, bow moblins that I saw in some of these levels and stall children <sighs> and... Uh, This is where I first noticed the uh, Gini in Vati's Palace in the Heroes Trial. Just some of the enemy encounters. It's just an unfair amount of enemies for one. Chris,
0: there were some that I would not have made it out of if I didn't have the Master Sword and full health.
1: Yeah, you want to go through the... I I think we've said it in previous episodes, but you want to go through the Realm of Memories as soon as you unlock the Realm of Memories to get the Master Sword.
0: ASAP. For real. Because okay, okay, here's the thing. I'm trying not to get mad in the vati's palace levels you get a lot of uh wind streams that you have to try and avoid because they will push you literally all over the place which is not unlike vati's palace in the for sure but this is ramped up to the nth degree a hundred percent but there was one room which mm, by the way in my notes i used the term kill room and kill box a lot for this for the hero's trial Okay, And what I mean by kill box is that you are trapped inside of a small space with a ton, 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 ton of enemies. And either you die or they die. Yeah. And one of them, uh, going back to the Bow Moblins, was one where I have... Streams of wind pushing me down towards the southern wall, okay? And a bunch of bow moblins, maybe ten bow moblins all phasing through each other at the top wall of the room, all shooting bows at the same time. And I cannot, for the life of me, get near them because of the wind. And they won't come near me because they're a long-range fighter. So I'm just stuck there getting pelted. Ah, uh, yeah. Did, did you have a shield? I did have a shield. Here's what happens with the shield. I hold a shield up, blocks them that some go to the side after that because they are not affected by the wind enemies <laughs> are not affected by wind oh they, i didn't think about that they walk to the sides of me and flank me and shoot my ribs out from under me oh, with their bows that sounds treacherous yeah it's brutal and then you beat them and then the room gets filled up with fire whiz ropes
1: <laughs> oh no just unrelenting yeah I, you know maybe we would have different things to say about the hero's Trial if we were playing this
0: multiplayer. I have to assume. I have to assume we would be giving a much more mm, well, maybe not glowing review, but we would be a lot less miserable about it. Yeah, just a few
1: quick notes that I have. Uh, there are some floor tiles in the Death Mountain version. Uh, so Death Mountain feels uh, visually like, I don't know, you don't see it frosted over the same way because you're inside, I guess, a volcano. It's a volcano. It's maybe a little more orange, but there are new stone switches for you to step on with the scimitar symbol which is kind of cool
0: i don't know if that applies strictly to death mountain i think that's throughout all of the heroes trial right because that's kind of a symbol
1: it's possible i only have a picture of it from death mountain
0: like we 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 talked briefly about the one in the sea of trees that kind of looked like a kissy face i'm pretty sure each of the symbols in each level is just the element that it is like in vati's palace it was the wind element
1: yeah yeah um, and the last thing that I have a screenshot of here is this one encounter that I didn't go through, but I mean, if you went through this, I sympathize. I can't imagine. Oh,
0: multiple dark nuts, multiple chain, ball and chain soldiers,
1: ball and chain soldiers in these games. I know you don't like Dark Knight encounters. Ball mm-hmm. and
0: chain soldiers are such a
1: tedious, annoying enemy <laughs> in these games because they're just swinging it around. Like you've got to wait for them to throw it at you and miss. And th- at that point, you have a few seconds. Yeah. So if there are multiple Ball and chain soldiers and Dark Knight chasing you at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't
0: know how you get anything done. There comes a point where you just have to t- soak up the damage. That's literally all you can do sometimes in some of these rooms, especially in the ones where you have to fight these weird combinations of mass amounts of enemies on ice oh yeah one of them, one of my favorites that pops up whenever <laughs> i literally have in my notes for the heroes trial whenever i feel safe here come the ice whiz robes.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, the, this game has a habit of launching whiz robes at you when you're
0: least expecting it. Multiple at a time. So you don't know where they're coming from or how to like stop them. And here's the thing about ice whiz robes, because I, until the Heroes Trial, did not encounter them. They shoot their ice crystals that will freeze you in two different directions. So if you're expecting them to shoot straight, they will not do so. If you get struck by one, you are frozen solid and cannot do anything for a while. Yeah. A while, unless your partner strikes you with their sword and cracks you out of it, which is pretty cool. Now, if you and Blurtis are tethered and he's following you around and you get frozen, if you try to switch to Blurtis and he's right next to you, he will then immediately get frozen just by touching you.
1: I feel like I noticed this in the Goan fight that I would get burned with one link Mm -hmm. switch to the other immediately. And I didn't always see the other link get burned, but I would have the effect of a burning.
0: Oh, well, that's the other thing too, because like the shots will continue very far past the screen. You can actually switch back and forth and you'll find out they have already been frozen and had nothing to do with you. (laughs) (laughs) That could, yeah, that could certainly be it as well. Yeah, these
1: encounters are difficult. Brutal. I mean, if you're really up for a challenge, I guess go for this. But I mean, I can't imagine... I I don't know if anyone if anyone has played this game and gotten through the Heroes trial, let us know what it was like for you.
0: Chris, Chris, this is a travelogue right? Everywhere in the world, there are certain places that a travelogue would not suggest that you go. Yes, we cannot recommend you go here. Well, I, I would not suggest to visit Chernobyl, for example. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Any place with radiation, any place that, with you know, with heavy military presence and they don't want you trespassing, I would not suggest going there for your vacation. Right. Yes.
1: And similarly, this giant sword in the island <laughs> of whatever it is, We cannot recommend you go visit the Hero's Trial of Four Swords.
0: No. It's... It's... (laughs) It's not a good time. Especially, you, I mean, well, here's the thing. I can't guarantee that it's a bad time if you're playing with your friends. I Maybe it's fun. I don't know. Single player. Don't do it. No. Don't go. It, Save yourself the trouble.
1: It's like the most difficult hero mode of any of these games I've ever encountered. Yeah. If you do somehow find yourself at the other end of it, though, you are greeted with a screen saying you have cleared the hero's trial and learned the hurricane spin. Press the B button repeatedly during a spin attack to do continue hurricane spins
0: pretty cool basically what it is from minish cap
1: yeah so basically it's like if you charge up a spin and let it out you can keep tapping b and link will just kind of pinball around the screen Mm -hmm. and keep doing his spin attack
0: i wonder if that's the trick that i needed in order to beat dark nuts in this game because i did notice late in the game that a spin attack is the most effective way to to fight dark nuts
1: yeah totally totally it's just this is another thing of like this is the ultimate challenge of this game you get this here what are you gonna go back and get silver keys again like what are you gonna go back <laughs> no, and do i
0: mean if you want to go back and check out the majora's mask fairies there you go
1: yeah i guess you could do it with this great new move <laughs> do you have anything else about the hero's trial you wanted to talk
0: no, about? no make it go away
1: okay well then let's get into the <laughs> realm of memories So the Realm of Memories, so basically you complete the first epic and this Triforce in the center of the map raises from the ground. Uh Uh-huh. I have so much I want to say about the Realm of Memories. Uh, I guess we should literally maybe just go through the levels first.
0: We did gloss over this early on in the season.
1: Yes. So basically, it's another big door. It's a recurring theme throughout this episode. So
0: also locked by the
1: fairies. Also locked by the fairies. This one just everything unlocks, though, like you mentioned in the first episode. Everything unlocks after the first epic. Mm -hmm. There's a silver door, a golden door, and a hero door. Uh, Let's start by by going into each of those and then we'll talk maybe about some bigger implications. Yeah, man. We don't have to spend a ton of time.
0: I, I'm wondering what implications you're thinking of because I got nothing for this in particular. Yes, I have something. I do kind of like that. Like this, the doors appear to be in like this kind of like old, run down. Like I'm gonna say church based on the surroundings.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. This isn't the same door as you know the Vati's Vati's boss door is more regal. It's like uh-huh. clearly in the sky. There's like a red shiny carpet right. when you get to the realm of memories it's a green raggedy carpet the walls are weathered, like you mentioned, that's a very good point.
0: If that's not like just straight up grass, this might be exposed to the elements.
1: I want to remember this when we talk about some theories in a minute. Uh, Sweet. I would love to hear some. Let's let's come back to this. So the first door, Silver Door, brings you into A Link to the Past, weirdly enough. Rad. So basically the the Roman memories is going to transport you to three games from the series.
0: My assumption is that all three were going to be linked to the past, because that's what but this game got packaged with.
1: That's a good assumption, but it's
0: wrong. It happens every so often.
1: So we're, we're teleported at first to Link to the Past. Uh, we're ascending Hyrule Castle. It looks great. They've changed a few minor things, but generally the bigger picture stuff is all there. Mm-hmm. The hidden entrance to the right that you use to get into the castle and Link to the Past isn't there. There's like a big jelly thing.
0: Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot of the like entrances and exits that you remember from the games you're going to go back to are largely inoperable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we make our way atop the castle. We get into the second level of this door, and it's actually the Hyrule Castle interior. This looks great. I mean, this looks very much how I kind of remember this area looking in Link to the
0: Past. Super cool.
1: They really tried to, I think throughout each of these doors, the attention to detail, it's not one-to-one, but it really feels like you're traversing the maps from these previous games in, in a fantastic way. It's great. And all of the small puzzles that they put throughout them i think because grezzo was doing it for this game you know it didn't feel like a weird thing where you're doing a single player thing that was really designed for four people everything felt like it worked for one person pretty well thank for once (laughs) (laughs) uh the third level for the link to the past silver door is the lost woods which is also really cool right it's i you know the music is great the music is the music from these games uh something very cool about the Lost Woods in the Silver Door is you get to the final warp portal and it's where the master sword is in the Lost Woods. Right. But you have a statue of the hero of legend here. Yeah, the original guy. The original guy. It's almost like this moment if you're if you're doing some fun time travel stuff, you must be here after Link to the Past took place because there is a statue honoring this hero, which I like. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Golden Door, uh, this is Link's Awakening, the original Game Boy Link's Awakening.
0: This this was the point where I started to get excited about the Realm of Memories, because it was in the middle of a game that I was presently playing for the first time.
1: Yeah. And again, you've got the color palette. They nailed it. You know, it, it's really cool to see, especially like the links in this world, because the tunics are colorized. Yeah. But everything else, the enemies, the things in the environment are all the proper color palette from the Game Boy.
0: It's so cool. It's kind of a, uh, uh, it gives me kind of a similar feeling as to like, well, I know you haven't played a kingdom hearts game, but like sometimes in kingdom hearts, you will go to a certain world and to fit in, you will change your appearance. Totally.
1: It, it totally has that vibe to it. Like all of the realm of memories has that vibe to it. I love it. So good. Especially like the links awakening area. I felt paid the most homage to the game that it was based around. Uh-huh. Cause you had like these cool telephone booths. Uh, you, make the ascent up the west side of Caholint Island, you have Mr. Wright's house there, exactly where you would expect it. Also, a cool thing that happens in the Link's Awakening portion of this, Do you actually get a Chain Chomp power-up. I
0: thought that was rad, because like, I mean, here's the thing, you do only get it for like the remainder of this stage, you don't get to bring it with you to the next one, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think it's pretty sweet that they let you eat up some enemies with it before you have to let it go.
1: Absolutely, and again, it's just another fun nod to Link's Awakening. This is the area where you bring the Chain Chomp in that game as well. <sighs>
0: so good it
1: works super well there's also uh something i really liked was the enemy switches in the lynx awakening door have the egg on it oh look at that which is a fun little detail right on uh the second level for lynx awakening is one of the dungeons i'm sure that if i paid more attention i would be able to pinpoint which one specifically but i couldn't off the top of my head and then you scale for the third level you scale tall tall mountain which is great yeah. you have the tall tall heights music playing in the background as you're doing so good. And where the Windfish would be in Link's Awakening is where the final warp portal is for this door.
0: Okay, so with all of my complaints about the Hero's Trial, flip that, reverse it. This. I like this. The Realm of Memories is very good. The Realm of Memories
1: rules. It's really, it's like the most redeeming part about this whole game. The Hero Door takes you to the OG Legend of Zelda.
0: Which your appearance in this, like the translation of these links into this stuff doesn't exactly work
1: yeah it's kind of like the most like the links specifically seem the most out of place i think in this art style uh, out of the three it's still pretty okay like it's still they made some amount of effort they
0: tried They, they put the effort in i
1: am personally least familiar with the original legend of zelda out of these three games
0: oh it's been a while for me
1: i have a feeling they did a good job uh with the overworld map here the music sounds great for sure um, but I can't tell you if it's like all one to one or how <laughs> close it is. I do know that there is a fun little great fairy pond in the, I think northeast of this. Yeah, that probably is a nod to the original game. And yeah, there's like a fun little cemetery as well. uh, That was like an interesting standout moment. Like there's one of the uh, cemeteries uh, in the overworld uh, that ends up just being those bouncy platforms. Oh, yeah. They took the cemetery for the Legend of Zelda and made it a giant bouncy cemetery, which just (laughs) as an idea on paper.
0: I love it. It's very funny conceptually. It is a little bit confusing to play this part. It is very
1: confusing to play this part. (laughs) Um, anyway, so that's kind of the gist of all three of the doors for Realm of Memories. I feel like it's the part we enjoyed the most, and we spent, like, the least amount of time talking about it.
0: Save the best for, I mean, like, here's the thing, because we've played most of the game. The actual gameplay doesn't change, for the most part, in the Realm of Memories. Yeah. It's more like a a stylistic thing.
1: Yeah, all the power-ups come back, and it's really just making them work in these different
0: worlds. It just feels really good. I don't know how else to really describe it without repeating myself about certain details like the attention to detail for like putting you into these old games they just did such a good job
1: they did and your reward for completing again this unlocks after the first epic you can go through all of them at that point and your reward for doing so is the uh master sword specifically so you obtain the master sword and you can shoot beams while your life meter is full
0: pivotal so important get it as soon as you can i can't imagine saving this till the
1: end like you really (laughs) should have this if you're doing any of the subsequent
0: epics the master sword saved me so many times yes absolutely so
1: I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about the realm of memories?
0: The number one thing that I have to say is I can't wait to hear what your theories are connected to this because, well, you know what? Actually, while you were talking, one did come to mind.
1: OK, I'm going to start with mine because I already kind of started sending you some stuff.
0: Yeah, hitting me up on Discord with all these little pictures. What you got here?
1: So we talked a little bit about comparing maps uh, in the last episode. Yes, and I think if you compare the Minish Cap to Four Swords, you'll have some similarities, like Vati's Palace and the you know the Wind Palace, and you know, uh huh, ma- mainly the Wind Palace. If I'm being honest. But what I want you to do is compare the map of Four Swords to the map of Skyward
0: Sword really Ooh, quick. Okay.
1: Specifically. So sure, you have the Elden Volcano to the north. You have maybe some desert stuff to the left that doesn't line up, but you have the woods to the right. That's all mm-hmm. fine and well.
0: Are you going to explain Talos Cave versus Lanayru Desert?
1: <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. I'm not even going to try to touch that. I think the theory that we did last week was fine for that. Although, I'm also going to ask you to completely forget about how we definitely nailed down that this is Termina. Just forget (laughs) about that for just a minute, because I'm going to kind of go against that a little bit. Okay. Right in the center of the map for Skyward Sword is the Sealed Grounds, right? It's smack in the center. It's maybe a little bit south in the map that I sent you. Oh. But that's only because they wanted to put Skyloft in the center. Uh-huh. We know that Skyloft, you know, makes its way to the ground and slots into the sealed grounds. For all intents and purposes, the sealed grounds are the center of the map, right? Yeah. So when you look at the center of the map for four swords, we have the realm of memories, right? More or less. Just something to keep in mind for a second here. I'm going to share with you a theory that Uh, lore master kex initially sent some of to me and her and i kind of bounced back and forth to come up with this full theory okay we came up with this theory i think right after you and i uh, recorded the travel brochure and i've been dying to share this with you since but i didn't want to get ahead of myself and share it early
0: i'm excited i'm excited
1: all right so let's talk about the realm of memories and let's start with the doors to the realm of memories send me
0: the same picture again i did
1: (laughs) (laughs) so note that but but look at that picture for a second note the glowing blue wings behind the largest doorway in the realm of memories oh yeah
0: that's the the flofty wings
1: that's the flofty wings otherwise known as the crest of hylia and it's separate and distinct from the triforce in the actual door itself it's much larger in proportion and it's glowing blue sure where the triforce carving is kind of just like mundane stone
0: okay maybe it's rocks wings
1: maybe it's rocks wings or it could be a direct reference to hylia and not just the symbol of the royal family of Hyrule could be why is it important that this is possibly a reference to Hylia though Well, Hylia is known for commissioning devices called the Gates of Time to be built, which we see in Skyward Sword.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Skyward
1: Sword, the game that was made for the 25th anniversary around the same time. The Realm of Memories was built in the 25th anniversary port. Skyward Sword was built for the 25th anniversary of Zelda. Both of these games were being developed at the same time. Just something to note. The gates of time can be used not just to travel back to the past, but also to travel to the future. In fact, the first one that we know for certain who used the gate was someone from the past traveling to the future. This is young Impa in Skyward Sword traveling forward in time before Link or Zelda were even made aware of the gates. Okay. Kex uh, then says, she wonders if the hero from Four Swords has somehow stumbled into a prototype gate of time whose location <laughs> may have been lost and leads to errors in the fallen timeline. Because, again, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, and The Legend of Zelda, all of those are one timeline. Mm -hmm. So this could be a prototype gate of time that Could lead to errors in the Fallen timeline in the future. Uh, They don't exactly look alike, which is why this might be like a prototype, but it would explain how we're traveling to places that don't exist yet. Uh Uh-huh. Perhaps Hylia, when creating this prototype gate, she used the gate to notice that something would go wrong.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay. The events at the end of Ocarina that lead to the Fallen timeline, suddenly Hylia is aware that the Fallen timeline will come to pass okay so what she does with this gate of time is possibly go to the era for link to the past go to the era for link's awakening go Uh to the era for the original legend of zelda and put countermeasures in place ensuring that hyrule would have a shot at continuing in this doomed timeline (laughs)
0: Okay, and this would just have been Hylia's other plans in order to... Yes, Hylia understands that
1: something will go wrong at some point. And she may not have full control of that, but what she can control is putting things in place so that Hyrule has a shot in the future Whoa. in which this may happen.
0: Okay. Including in the dream realm.
1: Including in the dream realm. I mean, it, again, it's part of that timeline. That's an interesting theory. I like that. This is one of my favorite. I mean, to be honest, if not for this, the Realm of Memories is very much just a gamey wamey thing. Like, let's have some <laughs> fun homages and Easter eggs. I love this. I love what it does for the Fallen timeline. Mm-hmm. I love what this does for Four Swords in particular. The idea that Hylia could be actually jumping around the timeline and maneuvering and putting things in place. Like, we, we talk about these messages that Hylia sends us throughout Skyward Sword or oh, throughout sure. the Minish Cap.
0: I mean, she's literally, I mean, I'm pretty sure I said during Season 1 that Hylia is probably the voice that is talking whenever you get a new item. <laughs>
1: exactly. But maybe <laughs> this is a little bit of insight into her going back and forth between these timelines and actually being able to put things in place whoa
0: okay that is a dope theory just like before she did anything that she put into action in skyward sword she did this yeah
1: yeah yeah she she this may have been she may have been working on gates of time for a while whoa. and this may have been a proto version of it <laughs> and again like the idea that she <laughs> saw you know this timeline where things go wrong and she's like, OK, well, that may happen. And I need to have some fail safes for if it does.
0: I OK, I like this theory a lot. If I'm wrong about the Termina thing, I think this is very satisfactory.
1: That's kind of where I was at, too, when I was editing the episode in which we discussed the Termina theory was I like that Termina theory so much. If either of these two theories is the canon thing, I'm so happy with it.
0: Can I really quick just insert a potential twist that is based on? On the Termina theory. Please do. Termina, filled with people that look like other people from Hyrule, right? Yes. The Realm of Memories, while I can't quite define what it would be in Termina, I would suggest that its existence is contributing to the existence of identical people.
1: Sure. Like something lifting people out of place
0: and time. Lifting maybe lifting them from out of time, or maybe just, you know, it radiates, you know, this presence in Termina to that like makes it a little bit closer to High Rule. Sure. Which same thing for the dark world, if that's what this place is, you know, or low rule, which is, I think, also the dark world.
1: It's almost like Termina is this. AI that is like learning <laughs> what the world is and it's like scanning mm-hmm. over different eras and picking and choosing things and like the realm of memories is one shot at that and Termina itself is another shot at that maybe and Island is another shot at that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's there's definitely a missing link here, I think. Pun not intended, don't look at me like that. Where this realm, whatever it is, has a tendency to copy other worlds. And that would cross over into the Dark World, which Ganondorf takes over, but it still kind of echoes Hyrule. Or Termina, which in other ways kind of echoes Hyrule. Sure. Because I think there is the possibility that the two are the same place, just splintered through the timeline split.
1: If there is sort of this loop happening where similar things happen throughout different timelines, but they Uh have a a different face to them.
0: Right. Vati might die in the doomed timeline and the uh, child timeline at the exact same point in time, just in different timelines. Oh, I love it. So that's why I'm thinking it like whatever became Termina slash the dark world was a separate thing before the timeline split. And that might be where we are right now.
1: This seeded into multiple different. Things.
0: Whatever this place is, maybe it's what the sacred realm used to be. And it just became this, you know, a uh, uh, realm of memories radiated place that kind of resembles Hyrule, but isn't. And then the timeline split happens. And at one point, it becomes a dark world because it's crossing over with Twilight. And then in another, it becomes Termina. I, I can get behind that.
1: So, yeah, in the fallen timeline, it becomes the dark world. In the child timeline, it becomes
0: Termina. In the adult timeline, it's also the the dark world
1: is where is the dark world in the adult
0: timeline uh that's where Maladus comes from in spirit tracks okay perfect (laughs) there you go i'm
1: glad you have that familiarity i i like that i like that a lot
0: man oh man there
1: we go we got a couple of good ones in
0: anyway so for the first time in a while chris i have not preloaded any hello hyrule travel recommendations me neither (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to wing some real quick? Let's wing some. My top photo op would just be at the entrance of Vati's palace. Mine would be
1: outside of the Hero's Trial, that cool looking giant sword.
0: Oh, you mean like from the bottom? Yeah. Yeah, oh, just like totally. have it towering over you. Absolutely, having just like re- having recently finished Xenoblade Three, there's a location that's very much like that, and it's very cool. That
1: kind of rules. Also, Vati's, Vati's palace. I didn't give you a second to talk about that, but yeah, that is that's another good one because you're literally in the palace of winds. I mean. <laughs>
0: beautiful it's a, it's a gorgeous location
1: my recommended attraction is bungee jumping from the hilt of the hero's trial <laughs> right so like you set up like a platform at the because it's like the hilt is at the top right so you set up a platform up top and then you just have people kind of bungee jump. listen you got to make the hero's trial useful sure in some way because uh-huh. it's certainly not a fun place to just go unless you can like you know make it safer <laughs> I don't think you can make it safer. I think if you're bungee jumping off of the Hero's Trial sword, uh, you have to kind of sign a, a disclaimer mm-hmm. that if you get too close to the sword itself, you're going to chop yourself in half. Let's be and clear. it's not their fault.
0: You need to sign a waiver just getting on the Hello Hyrule tour bus.
1: That's true. Yeah, we are not responsible for anything that happens on any of the travel recommendations.
0: I'm going to say my recommended attraction will be the Hyrule Graveyard Trampoline Park. <laughs>
1: that's very fun <laughs>
0: until like until like you're
1: jumping around in the graveyard and then like you catch a glimpse as you're flying through the air of one of the gravestones and it just says your name and you're like what <laughs> what's that and then oh, but you're right, still because it's in the future <laughs> yeah right because it's the future but you're already launching through the air so you can't question it further
0: holy smokes my best bite chris will be hmm you know one but we haven't done i think, ever a heart container Uh, okay it's full of that juice baby we haven't really talked about heart containers working for swords
1: Uh, You get heart containers in each run and then they go away at the end of each epic
0: yeah at the end of well at the end of each level because if you keep them throughout the stages within levels and then at the end of the at the end of the boss when you leave you lose those hearts
1: it's the most temporary heart containers have ever been in the series it's wild
0: it does kind of rule in the the hero's path of vati's palace though because you get like a lot more hearts
1: you do that's true yeah because you're doing so many mm-hmm. levels i guess uh yeah i guess the heart containers look pretty good what, the, what does it look like to you in this game
0: it looks like just a big heart flower or heart fruit
1: kind of looks like a throat candy like a throat lozenger to me it
0: does a little bit although my answer is not going to change from skyward sword i do think that hearts whatever you know variety of plant or fruit they are i think they just taste like your favorite thing Sure,
1: that makes sense.
0: That's why everything. (laughs) Actually,
1: I don't know why I said sure. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go on that one. That's why monsters carry them. That's why monsters carry them. Yeah, you figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) My best bite is gonna be. Can I just say guinea? I guess you could. Can you eat a guinea? No, I mean it's one of the very few unique things that we've talked about this episode. Hey, Chris, what does a guinea taste like? Empty carbs, baby. (laughs) What's the outside only of a marshmallow taste like?
0: It's just like a big glob of mashed potato. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like the lightest mashed potatoes you ever eat.
0: Hmm. You, you
1: know, like, there's like a burger place by us here that has something that I think that it's called marshmallow sauce for fries. No. It's, it's so weird. What? The thing is also, and I'll, I'll try to report back because I'll try to figure out exactly what is in this sauce. The thing is, it's also kind of good. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave... Gave it to us accidentally once. Like I would never see that on a menu and order. It. Sure,
0: people will put anything on French fries. Yeah,
1: but I kind of like this for sure. And maybe it's just Guinea essence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: marshmallow sauce
1: yeah guinea essence is marshmallow sauce and what better way to <laughs> cap off this season of hello High? Uh- i
0: mean we had we had i mean we're recording i mean you know put the tiger on the table here we are recording this on thanksgiving so it we gotta eat something
1: happy gratitude day everyone
0: exactly
1: anyway i think that's it i think that's it for this episode i think we got through the four sword season
0: i think we nailed the four sword season for what little there was to work with
1: oh wow all right well pete one last time this season do you want to go to the post office
0: sure yeah one email from the grand titan I've been going through season one to catch up and came across the janitor from Lanayru Mining Facility. I have now decided that all things you two make up like the Darknut Santa and this janitor, I will draw and compile into a file of all the weird and cool stuff you guys think up. Ooh. Thanks for the wonderful inspiration. Thank you, Grand
1: Titan. Yeah, Grand Titan, he's the one who did the Darknut Santa uh, artwork yes. that, that we threw up on our Instagram. And now he has sent us the janitor from the mining facility <laughs> another great drawing that's so fun we'll we'll have this up on our instagram at some point also um but yeah thank you the idea that someone's gonna listen for all the weird silly things that we say and just keep drawing them i, uh-huh. I i'm very I,
0: excited i don't want to leave the witness here i'm just really curious about like what other stuff they might have already written down
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i kind of forgot about this janitor until i saw this picture but yeah this was this episode. Was was a lot of fun. I kind of missed this uh dungeon. Man,
0: I gotta go back and play Skyward Sword, because you know, I, I still have the HD edition now and I haven't touched it yet.
1: I've been getting the itch as well. Anyway. Alright, so I have a review here from Wild Dragon22L. Wild Dragon says he's glad he found the podcast. He loves the banter between us, but he wants to let us know that waking water isn't actually a liquid. Right. It's a solid as when you sink into it, you don't actually fall through it. It's like frozen water. Right. He also asks what tingle tastes like. Listen, Wild Dragon, that's heresy, and we don't do heresy on this podcast anymore. (laughs) We are reformed. (laughs) But yeah, thank you for writing in. Yeah, I. do you think that the waking water thing is intentional, like it, that it's not liquid? Or do you think it's just like a they didn't animate that in that
0: area? Oh, you mean like it doesn't move as like a matter of convenience? Yeah,
1: I, I feel like that's gamey-wamey more so than waking water is not actually a liquid. Like
0: it's in the name, it's water. I guess that's possible. It's like, because we, de- we need to schedule some time to like have this conversation about what the science... Silent realms were you know what I mean, right? Because like, if it's—I wonder if it's like connected to the the last one at the end of the game that had this Chai Force in it, and like, is that the Sacred Realm? I could go on for a while about this.
1: I'm starting to think we could do a whole season on just the Silent Realm and <laughs> and the Silent Realm equivalent yeah, throughout the game, just like
0: just... cosmology. I could ha- I could honestly do a whole episode. That would be a lot of fun. One more email from Fabes with a Z. Hello, Pete and Chris. I have been listening to your podcast for about a year now, and and I figured it's time I sent a postcard. I loved hearing your theories on the Four Swords realm being either Termina or the Dark World. I love it too, it's really good. It is. I think both are plausible, but I wanna add another theory into the mix. Perhaps Termina is actually the dark world of Ocarina of Time's Hyrule. Both worlds share different interpretations of the same characters, much like other dark worlds in the series. And whilst the key landmarks in both worlds don't quite mirror each other like they do in A Link to the Past, there are enough similarities in the geography to make this theory true, even if it's a stretch. With that in mind, if we take the notion of Termina being the dark world of Hyrule, then both of your theories on the four sword overworld can coexist. It's a win-win.
1: Huh. The dark world of Ocarina of Time's Hyrule. I... It
0: could be. I mean, like, that's more or less what we've been saying, right? Because wasn't the thing that we came to that, like, the dark world is Termina, is the sacred realm, that's kind of the whole that... thing?
1: Right, that's what we came to. But is there a dark world of Ocarina of Time's...
0: Oh, like a separate one for Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time.
1: Right, because the equivalent in Ocarina of Time is just kind of the disheveled future.
0: Oh, it, fill, it fills the role of that, yeah. Right. It, I, I will say this, it is entirely possible that Four Swords, at least the first Four Swords, takes place sometime, you know, chronologically close to Ocarina of Time. Uh, the reason being something that I alluded to, I think, uh, at the end of Minish Cap, where there is one store in Castle Town. I think it's like the Shooting Gallery, mm-hmm. where there are wanted posters that look like Vati's wrath.
1: Oh, you did mention this. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen this. I can't wait to to dig this up.
0: So it's possible it's possible that Vati, like those, are leftover wanted posters for when Vati was in his you know maiden capturing days. Uh-huh. So if they're still there, the two timelines could be pretty close together together. it's possible okay and you said those are in
1: majora's mask or are they in ocarina in ocarina okay we're gonna have to keep an eye out for those next season because (laughs) that that could be the smoking gun to to some of this
0: (laughs) either way i mean thanks for reaching out faves i mean i think you're on the right track and
1: just one last postcard that is not an individual email or review that was left for us okay um a gathering of voices since the last episode released Pete and I are well aware that you don't actually name Epona in Ocarina of Time, okay? We got that one wrong last episode, unfortunately.
0: I got confused with Twilight Princess. Yes, that happens in Twilight Princess. See, we can, I mean, you you get it, right? Like, even though they are going to put the name Epona on us, we still both know what the name of our horse is.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 we yeah. So yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. You know, as we're playing it, we will call out as we sit in our homes alone, (laughs) uh, we'll call out for our horses with those weird names.
0: For sure. If you have any opinions on what the Realm of Memories really is... You can send us a postcard at HyrulePod at gmail.com or by dropping us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read your message here and you'll be helping more listeners like you to find the show. You can also find us on Twitter, Insta, and Tumblr at HyrulePod. And if you want to find us individually on Twitter, I am at the edge of my peat,
1: And I am at a man named Babs. But we do want to mention we want to take a little bit of a break after the bonus episodes for this season. Yeah. Maybe just a month or so throughout January and come. Come back for Zelda Day at the end of February. I believe that's the week of February 21st. The
0: week of Zelda Day.
1: The week of Zelda Day. It'll be back on a Sunday, just like you've come to expect us. Uh, But yeah, we've done three seasons now every other Sunday without missing a beat. Yep. And we just we want to take a small break before Ocarina because we want to make sure everything is prepped and locked and loaded to deliver the best season for Ocarina of Time that we can deliver.
0: Bring you the best podcast product that we possibly can.
1: We will likely have a few bonus episodes, at least one bonus episode. We'll try to figure out a way to do sorties, maybe? Not a lot to work with. You'll see something in a few weeks. Don't worry.
0: Uh, We'll miss you. (laughs) We'll miss every.
1: Every one of you that misses us in the meantime go back to um, go
0: back to episode one
1: if you want i i mean i can't even muster up the courage to go back to episode one if i'm being quite <laughs> honest but until then
0: excuse me podcast you did the thing i don't know <laughs> once more with feeling chris with feeling excuse me podcast <laughs> I want nothing more than to make you do it over and over again.
1: Turns out the real hero's trial is drinking 20 ounces of coffee and then trying to record for over two hours. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That could be your end of episode. Four.
0: Oh, that's perfect. That's Perfect. <laughs>